1460 KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now as we head north to Whiskey River and Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic radio show powered by Mechdyne. Now, here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry, Brent Bloom, and Chris Williams. Time for another edition of the Mechdyne-powered Cyclone Fanatic radio show. Live from Whiskey River in Ankeny, I'm Jared Stansberry. Joined, as always, by my good friend, Brent Bloom. What's up, brother? You're feeling under the weather. I got a little cold, but uh, wind's over Texas Tech on the road, helping out the cause. And you didn't have to go to Morgantown. No, God. Willie, I mean, I listen, Williams, the, the women's basketball team has lost four games. He's had play-by-play for all four. I wasn't a good math guy, but that seems like a pretty good causation correlation to me, so... Yeah, that's certainly I, problematic. And so the other play-by-play guy is undefeated. Think about that. So we need to start a fire Williams well, hashtag. I'm, he's doing the game Saturday. If, if, if that continues, then I, if I was Bill Fenley, I would start to you know, maybe double the other guy's pay. I would say at that yeah. point you need to start wondering <laughs> if that guy needs to have his, right. uh, his paycheck docked just a little bit. But uh, Chris will join us a little bit later on here in the show. Bloom, you mentioned it off the top. The, the win over Texas Tech last night, man, I I don't even know where to start. Yeah. It's, they play really well defensively. They play really well offensively for, for half. a half of the game. Yep. And then in the second half, you're able to do just enough to, to be able to come out with a win, and that's exactly what we hadn't seen them do in the two games previous to that. Yeah, I mean, I think that game was exactly what was best for Iowa State because you win the game, which is obviously priority number one, but had to battle some adversity to do it. This wasn't like the Kansas game where you know Kansas kind of had a meltdown and with 10 minutes left, it wasn't. There was no question that Iowa State was going to win. Where Iowa State not only wins the game, but gives up a lead like they did against K State. But this time they close it out and they did it with a defensive stop and did enough on offense. The some of the out of bounds stuff got a little sideways there in the second half. But That's one way to put it. Yeah, it, it, it's just that was great. And you know I think. Like we talked about last week, you kind of have to look at the conference season as a, a, a big picture and not get lost in the individual games. And sometimes as Iowa State fans, you get caught up in the individual games and you go from one to the next where we said, we said all along, this team has a lot of talent. And talent eventually, in my opinion, wins out in the end. I think Iowa State was more talented than Texas Tech. It showed. It did help Texas Tech miss some free throws, not ignoring that fact, but just a monumental win. And you know, I tweeted it, tweeted it last night, but you look at where Steve Promus put himself. You know, I think if he doesn't have to follow a Hoiberg, you know, and then we don't have those memories of, of Floyd and Eustace and, you know, Johnny Orr as well, I think Steve Promus looked at it in a different light now because he's now, what, won seven games against top ten teams? It's he, incredible. And he really is the only one who has more, isn't right, it, right? and he's tied. Yeah. He's tied with Hoiberg with seven each. And Steve's the only one to win two games against top ten – or two games on the road against the top ten team. What he is doing, and you can say, okay, that one year, the two years when he had Monte, those were Hoiberg's guys. The only Hoiberg guy now is Nick Babb, and that's pretty loose because he didn't even really play for Fred. Right, right. This is Steve's team, and Iowa State's really good. And I think we get caught up in, well, you know, it, it felt so special when Fred was there that you want to you wanna immediately have that feeling. But what Steve has done with this group is pretty remarkable. And I think we got to start looking at that. And I'm not blaming anybody. It's a natural thing to do. But you got to look at what he's done in total. And what he's done is built a pretty impressive resume at Iowa State. And 
this just adds to another total. I think the one thing remaining is to, you know, compete for a Big 12 championship in the regular season. I think Iowa State's there this year or in the conversation and then make another run in the NCAA tournament. But he's got a Sweet 16. He's got another NCAA tournament win. He's got a Big 12 championship in the tournament. And he's only in year number four. Like, I, I think you got to start recognizing that. Man, maybe this guy, you don't always have to compare him to Fred right. and, and, and see Steve for who he is. Yeah, and I was asked... I was on 590 in Omaha with uh, old friend Joe Quinn oh, yeah. yesterday. Absolutely. And him and his co-host asked me, you know, they asked me whether or not in the fan base there's a, a discussion about Prome versus Hoiberg. Hoiberg, yeah. And, I, and I, yeah. you know, I, I I just laughed and I was, you know, it. everybody knows. It's like, I was like, yeah, uh, that's basically a constant debate. And it, and it probably always will be as long as Steve is here. And. And it, when I look at these two, the two styles and just the difference in them, Fred's offense every year was going to be elite. elite. I mean, they were going to be right, you know, they weren't going to be number one every year in adjusted offense on Ken Palm. But they would more often than not be top, top 10, ten, you know. Sure. And now you look at what Steve is doing. But then the defense on the same side, they're, they're going to be top 100. And if it's top 100, it's like borderline top 100. Yeah. And, and you can win a lot of games that way. Fred proved that. But what Steve has been able to do is he's got it to where you've got the offense. is not at that elite it's level, not. but it's at a pretty good level where you're in the top 25, 30. And then you've got the defense you've got in the, in the top 25, 30 as well. And then they cumulative, cumulatively come together to get Iowa State in a similar position in those metrics than they would have been with that elite offense. But at the same time, I think it puts you in a position where you're not losing some of those games that you just kind of random. Like, you think about the Texas Tech game that one year where they go yeah. down there and get beat. Or, you know, there's some other. times that there, happened. Yeah, there's right. a couple times that you can look back at, and, and it's like, how did they lose that game? And then they would, but they would all, at the same time, they'd win some games that they probably shouldn't have. And that's because of that elite offense, and then that defense just gave them that volatility. But I think having the balance makes it to where they're a little bit more predictable from a night-to-night basis. And even though they've lost these those two games before that, they were right there. And even though they didn't play that well for some stretches of the game, they didn't play well, and they're still in a position to be able to win the basketball game. And I, I think that that... You know, everybody kind of lost their minds a little bit just because it, I think especially losing the game at Hilton, that really hurt the situation. But at the end of the day, it's like this is still a good basketball team, and they didn't play well and then still had a chance to beat two teams, one of which I think is going to end up being really good by the end of the season and one that's I think is an okay team in Baylor. Dead on. I mean, I think that's very well said. What is the one game that Iowa State really didn't compete in the last two minutes? It's the Iowa game. Yeah. That's it. And it's January and in that game, you don't have three. Don't have three guys. Three guys. Yeah, yeah. and Iowa won the game. You know, I don't want to, right? You know, for reference' sake, I don't want to get uh, all out there that we're saying Iowa State would have won. Iowa won the game clearly. Yeah. But it's January seventeenth. There's one game that Iowa State has lost by more than four points. That's that's good. I mean, that shows that you are competitive. And you know, Iowa State will probably at some point this year, probably on the road, maybe even be on Monday night, mm-hmm. where they lose a game or may get away from a little bit. It's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that this team isn't good. And we've said all along now, Iowa State has the guys talent-wise to, to beat anybody in the Big 12. I don't necessarily know if they're on that elite level nationally yet. I think it would be a fun conversation to have. I'm not saying Iowa State's a top-10 team, but they have guys that can do a lot of good things. And they're 3-2 and two now. Yes, you'd love to have that K-State game back. 
it, for sure, because then you're four and one and you're you really set yourself up well going forward. It didn't happen, but I think Iowa State's better for it. Sometimes you have to lose a game in mid-January to make yourself look better in right. March. And look at Steve's teams that made the tournament; they got better in February and into March. And I think this club has the same group. I was so impressed to get into the game specifically. Lindell's control last night was really good. Yeah, I mean the growth he made from Saturday where he was kind of all over the board to Wednesday is really encouraging. I thought him and Tyrese played very well together. I thought him and Wyler Babb and Tyrese played really well together. And at times, they balance each other really well. Shayok didn't do, try to do too much. It just fit. The pieces fit really well. Condit played well. I mean, I think everybody who played contributed, and that's a good sign going forward. And once Lard gets back and healthy, that's another cog you can add. But I think Iowa State's in a really good place right now. Yeah, and I think the thing with Lindell... It was encouraging just to see him finding open guys because I think that's something that we didn't really see from him as much in those first four Big 12 games yep. where it's just if he was going to the basket, he's going. he's going to the basket and there's not really any other alternative. And for this first time when the defender would slide over, he's looking to pass the ball to somebody else. He's looking to find open guys. And, uh, and, and I think that him doing that is going to continue to open up what he can do offensively. And there's going to come a game. Maybe it'll come on Saturday against Oklahoma State when in a game that, with everything they're dealing with right now, yeah, that they yeah. that they should, obviously should be able to win. And, you know, hopefully you can win put a little distance between right. you and the Cowboys going into that big game on Monday night. But hopefully he can get it going because he's just struggled so much shooting the basketball. And I, and I tweeted this out today. The, he's taken 48 shots in – Big 12 play, okay. 24 threes and 24 twos, hmm. and he's made seven of each. And I was like, man. Interesting. For, yeah, I was like, for one, I feel like I it's almost yeah. impossible to even go seven duplicate that. Two, yeah. yeah, for Just to go 7 yeah, to 24 on, on both and have it be completely even. But then just a guy who was a 40% three-point shooter a year ago, he makes a couple more shots, and he's right back there in that, that same range as far as percentage. But I just think he needs to see – two, three, go in the basket, and then all of a sudden maybe it, the, the lid will come off for him. I thought his second half, well, the end of the first half and most of the second half was really good. He was under control, and he was attacking the basket. It's clear that he's a comp, he's, he's a streaky guy. I mean, he's, he's got that a little bit of naz in him where if the first couple go in, and he really starts to lock in and get it going, but I think he's best using his athleticism, getting to the basket, going to the free throw line, and when you have him and Horton Tucker not taking contested jump shots and going downhill, that's where Iowa State's offense is best. I think Shayok as well. Shayok's really good on the catch-and-shoot threes. I don't think he's as good when he's off the bounce mm-hmm. unless he's you know going to the rim and getting easy twos. And Iowa State's offense can be pretty dynamic. And when Wyler Babs, I know he takes – it feels like he takes – 20 footers all the time they he really yesterday. doesn't though that's the I thing know, when, I, when you look at the numbers it, feels like it doesn't it. it and i think that's just because it's been so ingrained into our heads like, so no strongly right yeah, you can't take those shots yeah. so it like sticks out to you more when he, he does. does but then you look at the numbers and it's like man he really doesn't shoot that many of them and he he makes shoots a good percentage when he does shoot them and a lot there were a lot of questions last night it's like well what happened to iowa state's offense in the second half well tech really they switched everything up, seems like, by possession. And it was yeah. confusing. And they're really good on defense when right. they want to be. So give Iowa State credit. When they tied the game, I thought, oh, no, here they go. But then Iowa State makes a couple plays. Wyler Babb buries that jumper, which is the biggest shot of the night. And then they get the defensive stop and the steal. When, what a pass from uh, Halliburton to Wigginson, too. I mean, there was a degree of difficulty yeah. on that you know, alley-oop layup. It was, just a, it was a great win and just proves that Iowa State's best can beat anybody in this conference. 
Yeah, I mean, I I still think Texas Tech is. I mean, that team is really good. I think they Jared are Culver too. is a he's very a, good basketball he's player. He's a total pro. Yeah, probably will be next year. I was. It's interesting because they're they don't have a big guy. I mean, yeah. Owens is an okay piece. He's a good defensive player, but I wonder, you know, if if Culver's not on and he wasn't. I mean, he missed a bunch of free throws. Where do they go? And that was the big question. I think they were due for a game like that. I don't think that'll happen a lot for them. They're probably a 12 and 6 team, I would say, in the Big 12. Yeah. Maybe 13 and 5. But I would say caught them at a really good time, where they've been in close games. But I would say was able to make the plays late and the free throws. Yeah. You know what? I would say it's had a game just Saturday where they missed some free throws late. It, right. it helped them on the other end uh, last night. So just a, it's just a really nice win, and hopefully that's a building block for Iowa State moving forward. And you can look back and say, even if things get rough, because Iowa State's going to lose some games still, you can look back and say, look how we recovered from a tough loss to a good win. We can do that again. Jerry Sansbury, Brent Bloom here on the Mechdyne-powered Cyclone Fanatic radio show, live from Whiskey River in Ankeny. Come on out. Some good basketball on tonight. A couple good NBA games. Some good college games as well. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the Huskers got a big one. Yeah, Nebraska's got a huge one over uh, in the vault in Lincoln uh, against number six Michigan State. And uh, come on out, have some beers, have some food, and hang out with us here Before at Whiskey you River get in Ankeny. Buried in snow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, don't even remind me. Why is it? Uh, I'm just mad because it's going to impact the game Saturday probably a little bit. It's a five o'clock tip. Yeah. So maybe it'll be gone by then. Uh, I don't know. Snow days were great when you were a kid. It's not. Great. Oh, once you get you older and you have to like yeah. navigate yeah. in it, yeah. you're like, man, uh, I, I really don't like this. Day. Yeah, I really don't like the snow anymore. Uh, I think that there's a an interesting discussion to be had about where Iowa State sits with their front court right now because of the way that George Condit has played now right. in these last two games. Right. And, and you know, from what Travis Hines and Randy Peterson were reporting last night, both of them were in Lubbock on the scene. Can't or. Coach Prom went to put Cam in the game in the second half. Who he's, and Cam told him, "No, put roll George with George." Back. And I, one, I think that shows a lot of growth from Cam. I think that that's really cool that he's able to recognize that and and to to make that distinction. Secondly, I think that now you're in a position where even once Cam is back at full strength, you're gonna have three good big guys that yeah. I think you can rotate in and out right there because Condit has proven across these last two games that he's ready to play in the Big 12. And they all can do a little bit different things. I thought Jacobson was really good last night, especially in the last 10 minutes where you know he made a couple big baskets with, with some traffic around him. Condit was solid. Didn't do it. The thing about George, when he gets in there, he just doesn't, the last two games, he hasn't screwed it up. And sometimes that's the biggest thing as a freshman is just don't do anything negative and you're going to continue to get minutes. And then Cam's that athletic piece, rim protector, but also running the floor the other way a lot like George well he can do and just don't try to do too much and I know when Cam played really good against Kansas in the first seven minutes against Baylor he was starting to figure it out where I don't need to try and do everything out there I got other guys and just do my job and it's encouraging to know that then they're going to have that option and I'm starting to feel like that rotation's coming together a little bit more I thought the the way that Prome used the bench last night was really good you know got to yeah. give him some credit where you know at times it was Horton Tucker was in there and Halliburton had to sit at times, Wyler Babb took a seat when he was in foul trouble. Shayok even probably played his fewest minutes in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They just used the bench really well. They were fresh down the stretch, and that's why the Cyclones made the plays. I thought he used his bench better than uh, Beard did at Texas Tech. And there's going to be a game, too, where I think, like, I don't think we've seen Iowa State play its best game, regardless of how they played against Kansas. That might have even been attributed to how poorly Kansas, Kansas played, played. Uh-huh. as much as it was anything else. 
we have not seen all of their guys be on on the same night. Taylor Horton Tucker continues to struggle in Big he 12 does. play. And he's getting better. He's looking better finishing around the rim than what he did in those, especially last week. He looked a lot better last night. But I, I, he, it's kind of getting fleshed out over the whole season. He might not be that good of a three-point shooter. But I think that as teams leave him that open, yeah. he's going to start yeah, knocking some of those down. Yep. And I think that this offense can continue to click click at an even higher rate than what it has. Well, as, as Wigginton starts getting more and more to the basket, as Tyrese can create, as Shayok can create, they're going to have to give somebody an opportunity. And, you know, right now it's been – Jacobson has been getting a lot of non-attention in the post. Let, let him beat you. And if you have to bring some guys down there to, you know, protect the paint more, there's going to be open threes. And I think Horton Tucker's capable. We've seen it. He can make shots. and the, But they're going to start leaving room for him and Wigginton both just based on percentages – and once those guys start knocking them down, then you're talking about an offense that can get back into elite status. That paired with a really good defense, and like we start talked about in the opening se- part of this segment, then the sky's the limit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, great things ahead. I, I thought Horton Tucker didn't force much at all last night, which was was good. He knew he wasn't shooting it well early. And then after that, did he really have a, a three he took in the second half? I'm trying to remember. I don't know if he did. Everything else is going to the rim and transition where he's at his best yeah, right now. I don't really remember him taking one either. So I thought, even though they didn't score much in the second half, I thought the shots they did take were mostly good. Again, the, the out of bounds need a lot of work, especially in late game situations. But other than that, it just it it looks like they've ran the same out of bounds plays for the entire time he's been here, and now the other teams just know exactly know what what's going to happen. So I don't know. Yeah, but getting a five second violation in that spot was yeah. a little bit maddening yesterday. Well, and people do have to remember to an extent, like, not everybody's Fred Hoiberg when it comes to drawing sure. up their their baseline out-of-bounds plays. I mean, that guy can draw one up, like, off the bat. And with you had guys at the vision that they had inbounding the ball. Yeah. They had some pretty special IQ guys that, that made those work, too. Yeah. But, I, yeah, th- that definitely needs to improve. I think that there needs to probably be some changes made there. I'm, I'm curious when we come back. I think we should handicap. You know, we're five games in now. Not even a third through the Big 12, mm-hmm. but where are the – who? If you look at odds-wise, where are these teams stacking up? Because Kansas is right there again. I know Iowa State beat them, but them in Texas Tech and Iowa State are probably the top three, but curious how you think it'll shake out. For sure. There's your tease. We'll welcome Chris Williams in here as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mechdyne-powered Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hey, guys. It's Chris Williams saying thank you to Mechdyne. Who is Mechdyne? I was asking the same thing just a couple of months ago, and then I met some people who work for this fantastic company that is based out of Marshalltown. It was started by Iowa State graduates who are now hardcore Cyclone fanatics over 22 years ago. Mechdyne is not only the premier audiovisual and IT service provider in central Iowa, but also around the globe doing business in six of seven continents. They'll bring that global expertise along with local support to help you implement AV technology for conference rooms, classrooms, auditoriums, sports venues, or really just about anywhere you want technology that actually works the way you want it to. So check them out today at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey River's wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. 
Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatics staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Now, as you all have come to expect over the years, Nebraska Furniture Mart is known for their great prices, awesome leadership, impressive selection when it comes to you know appliances, electronics, flooring, window treatments, of course, countertops as well. Well, now they've taken it a step further, offering the whole home solution, and they've got a full line of custom cabinetry. Come out to their store in Clyde. Meet the design sales staff to get you that new updated kitchen that you've been looking for. The staff will help you through the entire project from flooring to the cabinets. Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive, your kitchen and bath remodel headquarters. It's time to start a new year in a new Chevy at Iowa's number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. Right now, all 2018 and 19 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab LTs are supplier priced. Or get up to 16% off select 2019 in-stock Equinox models when financed with GM Financial. Plus, with the largest inventory and selection of new Chevrolets in Iowa, over 2,100, the selection has never been better to choose from. And with more incentives on all new Chevys than any other dealer in the area, let us be your dealer for life at Carl Chevrolet. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online 24 hours a day at carlchevrolet.com. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This is Dr. Peter Buck, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For the past 25 years, I've had the privilege of providing care to Cyclone Nation varsity athletes on the sidelines and courtside. The physicians of Iowa State McFarland Sports Medicine are the official team physicians for ISU athletes. My colleagues, Dr. Greenwald, Dr. Warmy, and I specialize in orthopedic care for athletes of all ages and levels. Need a sports injury evaluation? Find out more at McFarland Sports Medicine or call 515-239-4475. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now. And I got to tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago. And I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seen or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to Contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care. 
and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out DesMoinesEyeCare.com or AmesEyeClinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you. Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here to tell you a little bit about me away from the microphone, and that's the love that I have for my daughter, which is why every year in August I head to the Iowa Clinic Men's Center to get my annual physical. Now, I'm only 33, and luckily I'm a healthy man, but this is all about preventative medicine. My daughter relies on me, and I want to be there to watch her in t-ball games, dance recitals, and God willing, be there to walk her down the aisle. Small decisions that we make today greatly impact our future, and my friends at the Iowa Clinic Men's Center are here to help. Visit them at iowaclinic.com to find a doctor near you, which shouldn't be hard, as the Iowa Clinic Men's Center has locations all over the metro. Welcome back. It's the Mechdyne Powered Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, live from Whiskey River in Ankeny. You guys know this song? Uh, Meek Mill. No, I'm not getting any programming. I'll figure it out. So you just do your own thing. Do your thing. Chris Williams is here. He can't hear us, though. That's my headphones. Oh. <laughs> All right, Go ahead Boone. and do the host the show, Jared. I'll figure it out. All You're right, the Boone. host. You did our tease for us there, heading out of the first segment, talking about where handicapping the odds yeah. for the top teams in so, the Big 12. So let's let's take a look at this now. So it's I think it's a really a, well, maybe K-State makes a, a four-person race. How did Seller set this thing up? You, are you, you good? Yeah, I'm good now. All right. I mean, we're What's going on, guys? So we're, we're looking it's, at, it's good to be here. We're looking at this thing though. called the Big 12. <laughs> Jeez. It's professional radio. Hey, radio. real quick. Can it's we your, give a shout-out to Carl Chevrolet it's, first? It's your show. And, okay. and I, I think we should. I want to give a shout-out to Carl Chevrolet, great sponsor of the show. Absolutely. Once again, the Midwest number one business elite leader. Did you know that? That's a thing. And right now, all their 2018, 19 Silverado, 1500 Crew Cab LTs are supplier-priced. Plus, qualified buyers, they can stack up with that 2019 business program. Right. Two years, 24,000 miles. The best work and truck fleet inventory in the Midwest. Find them at the Rock, I eighty or I thirty five. That is exit ninety in Ankeny at the Rock. We're about to Boom. enter a, a truck guy weekend. Yeah, uh, got the old. Uh, I got my monster ready to roll. I mean, this is when my sedan doesn't quite do the job, and you almost wish you had Silverado. Yeah, well, darn right. Also, I always uh, feel like Silverado guy looks looks down on me though. During, yeah, absolutely, he does. <laughs> There's no question. Snow weekends, like you loser. We all look down on guys yeah. like you during snow weekends. I believe when it. you're just skidding around, right. and you yeah. can barely get around the. Yep. Yeah, and I then figured. yeah, you would. I. Uh, the truck came in handy today because my snowblower broke. Ooh. The cord the chain. snapped. Mm-hmm. So I like having a truck. You just throw it in the back and drive it around. You know, get to go get it fixed. You get it serviced. Yeah. Okay. So ready to go. It, it's ready to go. You can head a couple couple uh, houses over on uh, Saturday morning? My might. Okay. But i got to go and do the women's game, so I'm going to be up at the rear crack of dawn handling all yeah. that. Get a win, would you? Jeez. My gosh. I don't, you touting your record is ridiculous. <laughs> 
you're getting Kansas and like these schools that we should beat by 20. Hey, Amen. And then I've got to go to all the tough road trips, so I have to go to Waco next week to take on the top-ranked team in the country, and then you're going to come back here on Thursday and puff in your chest. It's a joke. Pick your battles. Take your battles. How was Morgantown? I love Morgantown. Yeah? I love the people there. Now, I love our team more, though. The girls will bounce back yeah, on, yeah, on Saturday. Good. Big win uh, against Oklahoma Another on Saturday. Another double dip. All right, go back. Whatever you guys were doing. So, let's handicap right now with a Big 12, because I think it's interesting. Not only does Iowa State right now tied for third, so Iowa State's at 3-2, and two, Kansas and Tech both at 4-1, and one, K-State now also at 3-2, and two, and then TCU, Baylor both at 2-2, two and two, so they're kind of in the conversation. But Iowa State now has wins over both the first-place teams, which is great when you consider that one of those is on the road. And, of course, any time you beat Kansas is a good thing. So Kansas and Tech still have to play twice. Iowa State goes to Kansas on Monday. But January 17th, if you're, if you're playing the Futures in Vegas, where would you put the lines for winning the Big 12 regular season? This is more your wheelhouse. Um, Kansas... Is pro- you're probably looking at still if they're like a one. minus one fifty. You think? Yeah, yeah, they're like minus one fifty. Um, tech next. Yeah, tech it like plus three. I was gonna say two, two plus two hundred. I think Iowa State is clearly third though. And then what, what do you make it, Jared? What do you make K State right now? Because another huge win for Dude, them I think on the Kansas road. State is. That, did you read Monday Musings? I did. That was kind of the thing that I was kind of trying to get across to people. Is I think that it's pretty raw because clones don't lose in Hilton very often. They, they do not. But you, I kind of had the feeling that that loss isn't going to look as terrible in March, and I was really relieved last night when I saw that they wanted Oklahoma. And they won convincingly. Yeah. Too. That's crazy to me too, because I think that I think Oklahoma's right there in that. I mean, as far as talent, they've got to be right there in that same conversation, you know. Because yeah, but are they? I I, I haven't watched them wins. enough. I mean, they, they do. They got some good wins. Like they, Trey Young, the Ewing theory being proved <laughs> correct week after week. But I don't know, man. I, they're two and three now with Texas, who surprised me. They're down two and three, so they've had a rough. I'm not saying they're going to win the league or anything like that. Sure, but that's a team that I think if they if they can get into March, they could make a run. Like I would not be surprised at all to see them win at least one or two games in the big. Like if if Oklahoma made the Sweet 16, it'd be like, man, like if just the seeding worked out the right way for them to get some good matchups. And and who would have guessed that West Virginia would be winless, 0 and 5? That's wild. But the 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 folks in Morgantown are not happy with that. They're heated. Because we were there when they were getting blown out yeah, by TCU. Yeah, close. Just destroyed. There was a good line by somebody. We should go find the bar that Huggins is going to be at when they land. That, I mean, they were picked, what? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. And Kanate's still good. I just, are people, something's off of it. Are people mad at Huggins, or are they mad at the guys? No, I think that they just think that they don't have the guys. Yeah. The guys just aren't. Th- I haven't. Honestly, I've barely seen West Virginia play this year. He doesn't even hardly play like the guys that were his top dudes coming into the season. I feel like I know less about this Big 12 than I do most. It's I feel like it's everybody a, left. Like, it, all the guys it's a very unpredictable league this year. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think it sets up for some interesting games Saturday. So here, let me run run these down I mean, while we're on topic. 
Kansas goes to West Virginia. TCU at K State. They'll win that game by 20. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I could see West Virginia jumping up, and that I would look at that line. Tech's at Baylor. I wonder about Tech too, right? Dude, they just like to me. They are Bill Snyder, Kansas State football. Yeah. Like they're gonna have a. They're gonna go nine and three a lot, and eight and four a lot. They're never gonna run the table, and I I think Iowa State. Like I would take a value bet over Iowa State to win the league over Tech in a heartbeat. And then the other game besides Iowa, I State. think Iowa State could win on Monday. Ah, yeah, I really do. They're asking to lose one at home. Kansas, they they toyed around with Texas for a while. That's what I'm saying. Night, like yeah. somebody's gonna go in there and beat them. They Kansas, might, they might lose twice. At Kansas home. is a significantly better matchup for Iowa State than Tech is. Yeah. I can't, yeah, can't argue that. And you just beat them by 17. There's plenty of confidence. Iowa State is going to kill Oklahoma State on Saturday. You, you, you think so, especially with their recent news, they just kicked out, I just kicked, kicked three guys off the team. There's going to be lumps. Iowa State's not going to win out. I'm not saying that. They're going to have a. Th- this is a much better version of the Stinson Blaylock team that would win. Five in a row at Texas, at Kansas, and then lose at home to Nebraska and Barry Collier, and we're all like, what in the hell just happened? That's this team. Like, when Baylor comes to Hilton, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's how this year's going to be. Well, they just lost their big man, too, in Clark. So, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Now, Kansas is trying to get one of their big dudes eligible. Um, D'Souza. D'Souza. So, we'll see. With Iowa State's luck, he'll be rule eligible on Monday afternoon. And kudos to you guys for calling out the idiots who are constantly bringing up Fred Hoiberg. Uh, what's your feeling on that? Because it Oh, is. it pisses me off so bad. And you all know that I love Fred Hoiberg. Oh, everybody does. Get over it. The guy left. You know? He left Iowa State. He didn't want to be here anymore. And that's fine. And we all supported him. And we all want Fred to go somewhere and do really well. I love Fred. But he's not here anymore. And he's not coming back. So every time Iowa State loses a game, it does no good for you to bring up Fred Hoiberg. None. It does absolutely nothing. Get over it. Steve Prohm is the head coach here. I'm trying to remember back to five years ago. And by the way, Prohm is not above criticism. No. I'm not saying that. Quit comparing him to Fred Hoiberg every freaking time there's a loss. Why? So the, let me get into a psychology debate here. What what has changed within the Iowa State fan base? Because it seems like any time it seems like the highs and lows are a lot more extreme than they used to be under Fred. Where like Saturday afternoon, I thought the world was ending on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then. You know, after Kansas, it's like, oh, I mean, we can we can win the Big Twelve. Like, was that the same case five years ago? Am I getting older and, and just not remembering it that way, or is it because Fred had, had set the expectations so high that it's hard for Steve to match the legend of the mayor? Well, and that's that's the thing that I was wondering about last week after Kirk writes his column, and there's people saying that they should have demanded to win that game in Baylor and all this stuff, and it's like. When all of a sudden did the expectation become that Iowa State to has to win game. every game yeah. and that they're like a national championship contender? Like, you go into the season, you're like, we're going to win the national championship. There's a little bit of a, um, 
Jordan LeBron thing too. Only in the sense that like the diehard Jordan people forget that he did miss shots. Yeah. You know, like Jordan didn't win every game in the last minute. He he missed a lot of game winning shots. Fred's teams. Remember that Texas Tech game, the Corey Lucius team? Oh yeah. Yeah, they were like RPI of like two forty. Yeah, like they lost they Fred's Royce White team only beat Mississippi Valley State at home by two. Yeah, and lost to Drake. They lost it, it, do you remember the um lost to UAB in the NCAA tournament. Jared. I'm just saying, like that that's right, what get, I'm saying. You're fired. Yeah. What is but that? that's just what I'm saying. Like, I'm, it, don't act like he's never like he didn't ever lose a yeah, game. No, you're right. You, you have know? To say that. I just I don't know. I, I do think that you're onto something, Bloom. I'd love for one of our great journalism students at the Greenlee School to do like a deep study on this for a thesis or something. I'd, I'd really the the and the I'm, overreaction now. In the the thing is, we overreact to such a small minority of the fan base. Well, is it though? Because I don't know. I mean, I I heard after Saturday. Yeah, but some people that I thought no, were I pretty know. normal, you know, lo- level headed. They're like, I. I don't know about that loss. And I was like, well, but it's a long season. Just look at that loss critically, though. That's what I was – it was good for me on Sunday. I, I just completely stepped away. And then late Sunday night, I rewatched the game. And then on Monday afternoon, I rewatched it again. And Monday night, I was convinced Iowa State was going yeah, to beat you know, you Texas Tech. You picked it. Because the thing was, like – it. That Kansas State game is such an anomaly, I promise you. You play the last five minutes of that game out a hundred times, Iowa State's going to win 98, 99 of them. The way that, you know, Bab missing the shot, the front ends of the one-and-one, Kansas State not missing a shot. True. It it was such an anomaly. Let me let me pair this with one more question because I think this is, it ties into football a little bit too because I think we're headed that way. The way that the expectations have shifted on the football team. Oh yeah, buckle up. Now it's you know any time that Iowa State like look at the K State game is a good example. Or Iowa State did not play well; they won the game, and yet still there is some portion of the Iowa State fan base that the you know the skies fall a little bit. And it's interesting to me. I'm not commenting on if it's good or bad. It's just that expectation shift perspective with Iowa State, and I think it's a healthy thing that Iowa State's got to the point where they expect to win all these games, yet it also creates this overreaction culture that I don't know if it is the best thing, because you know, Iowa State is still I think at its best in a way, as strange as it is to say that when they have the underdog mentality of it, well, if it's us against that. them. I was just going to say, it, at some point when you act the way that some people do after these games, you start to the fan base like starts to lose some of the endearing qualities of it, where it's like you. Yes. And it, I'm not saying it's like. Think, and this is not. I don't know how good of a comparison this is. Think about the way Cubs fans were for so long. Yep. Yeah, I hate Cubs. And I then hate all the of Cubs a sudden, now. They start to win a little bit, and you, and everybody just you hate them. And it's like, and I don't want to see Iowa State fans get annoying to people because it's like they have this like ridiculous expectation, when in reality, like. Haven't won a Big 12 regular season title in recent memory. I mean, in, okay. Since 2001. Almost 20 years, yeah. yeah. And football, you know, like you've had yeah. back-to-back eight-win seasons. Like, let's not pretend that they're going to right. Pollard says it well. Playoff. Pollard just is like, don't change. And he would be the one that. He's great at it. He would, talks would, openly would, talks about would it. Would be most representative of what you expect here. because, it, See, I think then you get into the conversation, though, well, shouldn't you demand excellence? 
Oh, yeah, because then those guys jump in and be like, oh, you're all about moral victories. No, it's called being realistic. Yeah, it's just it's such an interesting question that I'm I'm glad I was it has that problem and that's an issue rather than the McDermott years when you're just hoping to. I try telling I try telling our writers though, like, don't overreact to the Twitter audience. True, no, like, that's probably true. Take it as a it's it's just like analytics. It's a piece, but the amount of people. I mean, I get on the message boards on several sites just to check it out and the, the, the temperature on saturday afternoon was hot it was ro- no i know i'm not denying that yeah. but I, what i'm saying is if you think about how many twitter followers do you have six thousand something six thousand okay let's just say it's that number yeah how many people go to jack tri stadium on a saturday sixty thousand yeah you know what I, that's right, my yeah, point, yeah, yeah, is yeah. that there's a lot of other people out there that are not just the very vocal social media. There's not that many guys who would call into a talk radio show. you got to be a different cat. We love those cats. Yeah. I love the I love the Twitter audience. But you can't completely judge the temperature of a fan base by Twitter, is my point. Now, that's the rabid diehards, and they're very important. While we're ranting about things for a second, I have a rant too. I don't think this is a rant. I think it's a good quality okay, conversation. Good quality conversation. I think this can become one too. So you mentioned the analytic analytics thing, and this even ties into the stuff with the Fred versus Prone, prone yeah. conversation. Yep. And the people that are so against the long twos and all this stuff, and you act like all of your shots need to be three pointers, or they need to Relax. be layups. This they got to be the Houston Rockets all of a sudden. Yep. James when, when is the last time that you saw a college basketball team? Win a national championship by playing that way. I've never seen a good, really good college basketball team play that way. Look at the ones at the top right yeah. now. They're, they play in at multiple facets of the game. They're not just shooting threes. They're not just shooting layups. They're, you've got to run offense to an extent. And, and it's just because in college, not everybody is James Harden. Not everybody is Eric Gordon. Not everybody's Chris Paul. Those are the best of the best. It's hard to take that version of the game of basketball and be like, all right, we're going to play it right here in Ames, Iowa, and, that's, and it's going to – do well every right. single game because there's too much fluidity with it because the guys just aren't as good from top to bottom. Do you get what I'm kind of saying? Oh, completely. And, and the three-point shot is a, d- a difficult shot. Yeah. I mean, that, there's a reason why there's I'm a, shooting it. a segment of the population that's really good at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Steph Curry and Chris Williams. I, it is one of those things, though. As a Jordan fan, Bohannon, as a, <laughs> as a fan, as a as an analyst, you can look at it and you go, I recognize, I get. Three is better than two. Take the three. Right. Like that's an easy thing to spot. It's hard for a casual fan to go, man, that that side ball screen they iced it the wrong way. Like that's hard to that's hard to gather. You can't you can't measure a lot of times when you're just watching a game, ball screen defense, or they botched that. But you can say, no, his foot's on the line. That's a bad shot. Like I think it's one of those things. It's a lot like judging offensive line play in football. That's really yeah. like, nobody really can do it. But I know when the quarterback underthrows a receiver and get on him. I can get on somebody for taking a long two because I know that's not a good shot compared to the three. So I I think it's an easy thing to pick up. I think, too, Jared and I had this talk at the office today, Brent. I think with Iowa State, this specific team, you have two guys who make it very obvious when they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Bab and Shyock. Yep. Like, they will... Not like, only do they take the long two, but, but they pronounce it. Yeah, and they t- they turn it's, down the three to take the two. It's almost as if they look up to the TV and go, "Hey, I'm going to take a long two. <laughs> By the way that they will just you know put the yeah. ball on the ground, and I think that it is. Kirk had a good piece. Did you read Kirk's piece today? I, I didn't. Yet go today. check that out. Okay. It's really good. It's about the long two. 
And I know, Jared, you were integral into that research. I mean, Iowa State really doesn't take that many of them. No, I mean, it, in the percentage of the shots that they take, it it's surprising. You, it, and it's the same thing. You think they shoot so many. I said that to you before. You think that they shoot so many just because they all stick out in your brain. But then you look at the numbers and you're like, man, I mean, really – at the end of the day, like they still seventy percent of their jump shots are still three pointers. Like that's still a good number. I think we are still, and I think it's again back to our original conversation. The Hoiberg era has infiltrated a lot of the, the thoughts now because that was so fun. That was great, and I would say led basically college basketball for four or five years in three point makes. Yeah. And now the fact that they're not, they're more of a traditional team. It's an adjustment, and it feels from going from. You know, that level of shooting the three all the time to where they are now, which is still above average, but that feels like a more precipitous drop. And I just wonder at what point does Prome fully get away from the Hoiberg comparisons? And I don't I don't know if he will. There's certain and, and people that, that it'll that, never That's just drop. the way it is, but get more wins like that and Iowa State in, in the last thirty five years has won five road games against top ten teams in the last thirty five years. Prome has gotten two in the last really two years. So at some point, you just tip the cap and go, well done, man. Steve is an incredibly endearing human being. and He almost doesn't puff his chest out that's, enough. That's where I was going with this. I think if Steve were a little – Steve is – I can tell you guys what you see in the press conference, what what you hear on the Colin show, not formerly the Colin show. Yeah, the coaches. That sport. is real. He is 100% authentic. I think if Steve were – a lot of coaches are cocky. A lot of coaches – I would say the majority of coaches yeah, have, have an ego. tremendous egos. Oh, you have to. Steve has no ego. I think if he did, it would probably help his cause in the Hoiberg thing. But I'm glad that he doesn't because that's why. That's why I really like the guy. Yep. And I, I'm I was so, ha- just, I was so happy for him last night more than anybody. Me too. Yeah. I just, you know, I want. We want Iowa State to do well, but I, I, I think it's incredibly unfair that at this point. Anytime, like the team's not going to go undefeated. They're doing very well. Like this team is like they're 14th in Ken Palm right now. For God's sake, anybody would have signed up for that at the beginning of the year. Yep. Don't you? You cannot eviscerate the guy every time they lose a game and compare him to his predecessor. That is not fair, and it's not what real Iowa Staters are like. It's not the spirit of that university and that's what drives me nuts and that's why it is the minority doing that true now i'm not saying the minority everybody was upset after saturday i was upset after iowa state doesn't lose games in hilton like that but you don't have to everybody's got to whip it out and talk about fred labor that is unfair and it's unfair to the guys playing like it is a totally different era you pointed that out earlier nick babb's the only Only. guy who fred recruited this is not a Literally zero. Drop it. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And not can everybody tell? can shoot 92% of their shots from behind the three-point line. <sighs> That's like the Citadel Bulldogs. Man, let's just be Citadel fans. Yeah, there we go. That's what the, no, that, uh, the analytics head should be Citadel fans. I once had a second cousin who went to the Citadel. That's in uh, South Carolina? Darn right it is. We'll be right back <laughs> on the Mechdyne-powered Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNL. Hey, guys. It's Jared here with another message from Mechdyne. Are you looking to jumpstart your IT career? Or maybe you're a student looking to earn some extra cash? Well, listen up. Mechdyne is currently looking to hire both full-time and part-time IT help desk agents to respond to and help troubleshoot client IT technical issues. 
You can get your foot in the door at an awesome company with a super fun culture that I've seen firsthand with my own eyes. So go visit the career page at mechdyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Check them out today. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Now, as you all have come to expect over the years, Nebraska Furniture Mart is known for their great prices, awesome leadership, impressive selection when it comes to you know appliances, electronics, flooring, window treatments, of course, countertops as well. Well, now they've taken it a step further, offering the whole home solution, and they've got a full line of custom cabinetry. Come out to their store in Clyde. Meet the design sales staff to get you that new updated kitchen that you've been looking for. The staff will help you through the entire project from flooring to the cabinets. Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive, your kitchen and bath remodel headquarters. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Hello, Fanatics. This is Chris Williams. There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatics sent you. Did you hear... Carl Chevrolet has been named the number one five-star platinum GM certified dealer in the nation. What does it mean to you? It means that we have sold more certified Chevrolet, Buick, and GMCs than any GM dealer in the nation. Again, it also means you can put your trust in us. A Carl Chevrolet Platinum Quality GM Certified Pre-Owned Vehicle provides you peace of mind knowing that your vehicle is held to the highest standards. That's the trust and security we provide every customer every day. This is what sets a Carl Chevrolet 5 Star Platinum Vehicle apart from the rest. Find new roads and experience the Carl Certified difference yourself at carlchevrolet.com. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Ever since the first footballs were made of pigskin, there's been a connection between football and pork. Today, that connection thrives in parking lots, where you'll find everything from spicy spare ribs to bacon-wrapped pork tenderloin being served at tailgating parties. Once again, without pork, football just wouldn't be football. This message is brought to you by the Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff, who make tailgating more delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. If the recent storms have left behind surprises in your basement, Royal Flooring is here to help. 
Hi, I'm Bill Ludwig. There's not much you can do to prevent water in your basement. It happens to a lot of us, even me. When it's time to replace your carpet, though, you can choose to shop for your new flooring from locally owned Royal Flooring in both Altoona and Urbandale. With our huge selection from Mohawk Flooring, great service, and free expert in-home measuring, you'll love everything about your new flooring and installation from Royal Flooring. Maybe even the reason you need new flooring in the first place. Well, maybe. And while you're shopping for your new flooring for Mohawk Flooring at Royal, keep in mind that Royal Flooring is locally owned and a part of the same communities in which we live. They're most concerned with helping our customers get back the home they love, not about profit margins. Not only will you find an incredible selection of Mohawk Flooring at Royal Flooring, but also the best and most competitive prices. Shop Royal Flooring today in Altoona, just off 8th Street, next to Hy-Vee, and in Urbandale at 100th Street in Douglas. ShopRoyalFlooring.com. This is Iowa Diamond President Chuck Kuba. After 20 years of serving engagement and wedding couples, I can't help but reflect back on the thousands of wonderful folks we've helped and ask myself, how can we be so lucky? Is it our incredible ring selection or the quiet private atmosphere? Then came the epiphany. Out of all the people in the world, we make you feel like you are the most important people in the world. Because at that moment, to all of us at Iowa Diamond, you are. Visit us at iowadiamond.com or in person anytime. You'll see what I mean. Welcome back to the Mechdyne Powered Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Hey, we should encourage people to go and uh, check out Mechdyne's website. And they've got all those jobs that they've got posted. The cruise page. Yeah, it's fantastic. If I were to get fired, which I could at any point, yeah, yeah, really. what a company to go work for. I'm serious. Like they, These guys are salt to the earth. Hey. I, I love these guys. They are... Is true blue of people uh, right there in Marshalltown? What they built is unbelievable. Go, so go check that out. It, New you, 2019. I'm, I'm going to make a. I'm just going to be real with you for a second. Okay. And I, I'm going to be real about Mechdyne too. Okay. I don't know if you're smart enough to work there, man. I don't, oh, I'm smart. I don't know if they'd hire you. You're probably right. <laughs> it's nothing against. It's no, nothing, you're probably right. Just, I don't know if you have the chops to be an engineer. No, I wouldn't be an engineer. I'd do sales. Oh, okay. Okay, you can maybe do that. You think I couldn't sell those? Pro- I've, I sell you. You think I Whoa. couldn't sell what they're doing? Whoa. Ouch. That hurts. Whoa. I right. sell you and Rob Gray. Whoa. But you think I can't go and sell that state-of-the-art equipment? It's fair. All right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue that, I guess. Uh, all right. Mic drop. So there was another topic of the week this week. Okay. Yeah, got some people, people fired up. Oh, no. Iowa State, for the second year in a row, will not be having a spring game. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I feel like I already know how. I mean, I think we all probably agree. Well, it's a dog and pony show, and it's yeah. it. The in reality, it's stupid. But I understand why a segment of fans would be disappointed in it. Now, let me throw this back on the fans, though. When when they have these and constantly under five thousand people show up, you haven't exactly made it yeah. a priority for the athletic department. This isn't Nebraska where they're selling it out. Where you don't even sell tickets for it. Like, just, you correct. Up, you just you know? show up and walk in. Yeah. So my point would be it's clearly not that important to the fan base. So if the head coach doesn't want to do it and the athletic director does, I have no problem with them canceling it. I have no problem at all. It is fun in theory. I like it. Is to it, go watch something in April when there's really not much yes. going on. And, and the same day as Size House of yeah, Trivia. Yeah, it's a fun day. It used to be better with Visha. 
Correct. The university canceled that. And then last year they're going to have like a whole, a whole deal. Like Which a, that's the students' fault too. Quit rioting. You're the reason there's no visa because you keep rioting. And if they bring if there's it, no, I wasn't at the riot. I'll, yeah, I know. But honestly, if there's no riots, Visha's still here. Yeah, and yeah. if they bring it back, it'll probably happen again. It, when we were in school, we rioted too. Yeah, I well, well, we didn't technically have, do it. I but did. our which one of you had the stop sign? Hey, there was a riot my freshman year. There was. Shaner got maced. Jared Holman hit under a car. Yeah, like so. Yeah, no, that, that like every generation happen. of Iowa Staters, there's been a riot. If the students would quit rioting, Visha would still be there. Does this say? And it's not necessarily the Iowa like State students. It's the, uh, it's all out, the the outsiders. It's all the folks from Iowa City yeah, like come Kirk, over. Kirkwood. And they, they start all the pro- yeah, all the UNI students <laughs> yeah. and Kirkwood people. Yeah. They show up and riot. Great man, we're gonna make everybody mad tonight. There, they're quit rioting. And yeah, just for it, reference, though. Just for it's reference. Just for reference. <laughs> Keep quit rioting, and no. we have Visha. Listen, it's a fun deal in theory, but during the game, it's just like it's stupid. I don't know. I'll be on the. I'll go on record though. I wish they were still having it. I like getting to see those guys, even if they're not doing anything. It's yeah, good to see I them. Bet we'll get to still go up there though. I mean, we won't get to. They should watch have... the game or anything. But you know. oh, great! We get to talk to them afterwards. <laughs> could be worse. Yeah. I do think it, it could. There should still be some uh, sort of fan interaction though, because that you, that's the cool part about, what about that. Clone of Palooza. Something like that. yeah. Go for Are it. You, do you really want to get Sir Mix a lot? Like, is that? Did you just throw that name out there? Yeah, I just threw it out there. But I, what I want to do is get like a really old school one hit wonder, like hip hop artist, and then a country artist. I want to have the like weirdest mix ever. Like, I want Vanilla Ice and Diamond Rio, oh or God. Vanilla Ice and you know Lee Greenwood. Well, we know what his class MC is. Hammer and oh, I bet Clint there's Black. no way that we could like you could get MC Hammer. <laughs> I bet that that'd be expensive. Test me. <laughs> People buy more Silverados. If he did, yeah. <laughs> yes. Should buy more Silverados. It's time to start the new year in a new Chevy at Iowa's number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. Right now, all 2018 and 19 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab LTs are supplier-priced. Or get up to 16% off select 2019 in-stock Equinox models when financed with GM Financial. Plus, with the largest inf- inventory and selection of new Chevrolets in Iowa, over 2,100, the selection has never been better to choose from. And with more incentives on all new Chevys than any other dealer in the area, let us be your dealer for life at Carl Chevrolet. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online 24 hours a day at Carl Chevrolet. You know what I'm saying, though, about the Visha thing? Like, everybody wants to point fingers and be like, oh, the university canceled Visha, instead of being like, oh, we rioted. We're the reason it got canceled. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? What's the very conservative viewpoint out of you? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> actually, <laughs> truthfully, that's Papa Williams coming yeah, out yeah. right there. Yep, yep. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like they had to do it because it just kept getting worse. Yeah, yeah it was so. like in like in y'all were like tweeting and stuff about it, and it, it just so that way it could spread. Like when when our generation was writing, it was like, oh, maybe CNN will pick it up. Like, and they did. The last time there was a riot, it was all over the internet. Yep. Yeah. You know? What do you think about Saturday? Close by 12? Yeah, close by 15. 19. Okay. There we go. What a show. 
man. Yeah. This is really all over the place. You guys just need to get rid of me. Death to you, me. You'd do so much of a better show if I wasn't here. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Carl Chevrolet, Mech Dine, Whiskey River, and Ankeny. We'll be back next week on the Morning Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. From the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Studios, this is 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station, KKTM HD2, KXNO.